So for this, our 50th episode, we decided to do a tribute to to some of the podcasters that made us want a podcast. Welcome to We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. He's Robbie. And she is Lisa. And today we have a special episode. We've got our 50th episode. And instead, it's We're Doing Crime with Woo! Robbie and Lisa. This episode is inspired by the Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast that I am obsessed with and Lisa loves and yes. inspired us both to become podcasters anyway. So um, this is going to be a very different episode to what you're all used to. So I hope it works, I guess. Yeah. And in the spirit of things being different we have each brought on our effervescent flatmates we do it's the it's the flatmate episode uh, with me i have amy reader you've heard her before she was <laughs> drunk then and she is drunk now i am slightly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with me i have devin or detective g there we go hello <laughs> we will all get detective names as we go along that's how the drunk woman solving crime podcast works and it's how this one will work as well do they actually get names oh, as yeah well there's detective butt stuff and i absolutely love her okay Anyway, yes. Also, in a change of pace, usually Lisa runs our podcast because she is the most trustworthy and has the <laughs> most podcasting voice. Um, but as the drunk woman solving crime stan, I will be um, running point on this one. So I have a script with me. I'm very excited. I have notes that I'm scared I won't be able to read because we've I've had four beers so far mm. and will probably quickly be on the rum. Mm. Um, yes. So as any fan of the drunk woman solving crime podcast will know that we start off with one simple question have you ever been the victim of a crime so i'll start with lisa yeah and then we'll go to devon and then we'll go to amy mm-hmm. because i'm hosting so my family goes last sweet <laughs> all right well i like to say i've been a victim of many personal crimes but actual crimes i have had two of my tires slashed in the <gasps> past yes. what? uh a couple years back i was parked on the street and i woke up was going to school and realized that the inside tires, so the tires on the that were facing the curb, just those two had been slashed. And do we know who did it? No, to this day I do not know who did it. <gasps> Wankers, that's, that's who did it. Fucking shocking that. Yeah, that's mental. Wow. Did insurance pay out for the tires or? <laughs> no, this is not. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. And Devin, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Hmm. I would say not an actual crime, but Lisa can corroborate on this that only last weekend. Yes. Um, in our community that we live in, someone parked in my parking spot and you're only supposed to oh. park in the spot that has the red tag and I have the red tag and obviously yep. this person was like from another state, not even from California. Yep. And, and they parked the wrong way. Yeah. We're only supposed to oh. park like, our front part of the car towards the fence and they parked the other way i was trying it was like 11 o'clock at night so yeah. i was like damn it my parking spot's gone <laughs> i called the Bastards. security guard that's and, a crime right i called the security guard and everything mm-hmm. and they didn't end up towing it no which is like, wild they couldn't wake up our manager how did you know they were not of the state the plates less, right yeah on plates. the plates it said a different state robbie yeah. you know wow. <laughs> I know, I wow. know. See, I'm still, I'm still catching up. All right, Amy. Oh, Amy's got her notepad and pen out already. <laughs> Amy, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I personally have. 
been victim of a few, but this one is more interesting as it affected the collective village. So in where I'm from, Houston, not in Texas. Um, <laughs> that Thanks for clarifying. Just a joke. Um, we had like a little, sh- like a little three shops in a row. That was like our our big supermarket, I guess. And um, one day it got burnt down. Someone set it on fire. Oh shit! Um, wow. The whole all of all three shops were just yeah all set on fire. Um, and the person who did it thankfully got caught. Um, and the reason he got caught was quite funny. He uh, he set the fat he set the shops on fire. Um, and then thought if he shaved his hair off, the police wouldn't recognise him. So he came into <laughs> school the next day with like a shaved head. And then the police turned up to the school and they were like, "Okay, you d- you did it." And he was like, "What? No, I didn't." Because that's not I obvious when you come in and <laughs> make yourself look different. <laughs> Right, so he did. He did get arrested. You don't have a suspiciously changed haircut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, he got it. He was dealt not with. even like a subtle haircut, like a full head shave. Like this he is just fine. all of it was off, and we we're like, how strange! It's not even summer; it's winter. Mm-hmm. You, know, you need your hair. I'm gonna go commit some well, arson, put on a wig and some sunglasses, and hope no one realizes it's me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big mood. I'm gonna write that down in case I do it. <laughs> What crime have you been victim of, Robbie? Um, I'm a male, so I don't get crimed at. A white male like that as well. A white, a white. You cis- make you make the crime. A white <laughs> cisgender male, yeah. I don't have I don't have crime. You do. No, I'm all good. I you, don't. You do have a crime that's happened to you. What was it? Your bank account. Oh yeah, I got um somebody like got my bank details and stole money, but Monzo were amazing and gave me the money back. I also got called the faggot out of a bus window. So that oh, was a- I've been called that too. Yeah! High five. <laughs> Fun time. Right, okay. It is time to get down to business, ladies. I'm so ready for this. <clears throat> oh my god, you you three are my drunk women solving crime. Yes! So, by the way, we are all drinking. That's also a new thing for the podcast. We are all drinking, yeah. Usually we are stone cold sober during our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was sober the first time. <laughs> um, I'm... Cr- I'm currently on beer. Amy, what are you drinking? <laughs> Nearly finished a full bottle of red wine. And then she's on the rum. Lisa, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a vodka crayon. Excellent. Which, and Devin? I'm currently drinking a mimosa. Mimosa. What do you call a vodka cranberry again, Lisa? Uh, it's a Cape Cod. <laughs> a Cape a, Cod. A Cape Cod. That's it. Okay. Amy was like desperately trying to remember what you call it and she <laughs> could not remember. Came out with a lot of weird <clears throat> shit. A lot of weird shit, but it's fine. <laughs> right. Ladies, it is time for true crime. Oh dear. That rhymes and I'm quite happy about that. Anyway, right, straight off the bat, with no information, do we think the victim of our crime is going to be male or female? I'll take answers from Lisa and then Devin and then Amy. Okay. Female. Female. Definitely female. Female. Okay, correct. (laughs) It is a female. This is the story of Dorothy Jane Scott. Anybody know who that is? The name rings a bell, but that's about it. Oh, Jesus. I, I cannot recall any details, so you're good. That's right, because... Devin, any ideas? No, but it's just such a name that someone would be familiar with that you can't really be specific about. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. to be fair, this makes sense that you guys might recognise it, because um, I won't get into that yet, because that's an answer <laughs> of a question that I'm about to ask. Never mind. Right. Dorothy worked as a back office secretary for Swinger's Psychedelic Shop and Custom John's Head Shop. With that information, where and when do we think we are? I'm going to think San Francisco in the 70s. Okay, San Francisco in the 70s. Devin? Oh, definitely 1900s. 
but I don't know if it. I'm, I'm sure. Bland answer of America. <laughs> <laughs> America Fair in place. the 1900s. And, yeah. <laughs> vague, but I love it. Amy, what are you thinking? I tried to write down what you said, and I've written <laughs> "swingers bitch," but that's not what you that's said. That's not what I said. Okay. I think it is definitely sounding like more like eighties. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go for America. Excellent. Because we're not from there. Okay, so you're all correct. We are in California in the 1980s. <gasps> I can't. I can't answer a specific year because it goes on for a little bit. Hmm. Right. So we're gonna get into the meat of the crime now. Okay. So. Dorothy lived in Stanton, California with her aunt, Shanti Jacob Scott. She was 32 Wait, years Shanty? old and she raised um, Shanti, H- S-H-O-N-T-I. Something Scott. Okay. Scott's the last name. Shanti. Honestly, the aunt doesn't come up much more, so just ignore her name. <laughs> she lived with her She lived with her aunt. She was 32 and she raised her four-year-old son, Sean, on her own. Sean spell as... S-H-A-W-N. <laughs> As opposed to S-H-A-U-N. Her fa- yeah, basically. <laughs> Her father had oh, yeah, previously cool. owned Swinger's Psych Shop, which specialised in love beds and lava lamps. Which So that was the hint I was giving you for the 1980s. What's a love bed? A love bed, like a bed shaped as a heart. Oh my god, like in the, in the original sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Dorothy's parents, Vera and Jacob, often babysat their grandson Sean while Dorothy worked as the father lived in Missouri. Dorothy was a very religious and compassionate woman who preferred to stay inside or attend church rather than hang out with friends. A big mood. Her father said she dated men on occasion, but most of her focus was directed towards her son. In the early months of 1980, Dorothy began receiving anonymous phone calls on a regular basis for months at her work and the residence she shared with her aunt. The voice was identified only as male and would often proclaim his love for her. On other occasions, he was th- he threatened to murder her. He told her he was stalking her. Do we believe him? That is the first question you have. As detectives, do we believe that he is stalking her? Now, this is an unfair question because I have more information than you guys do. I believe that he was stalking her. I Yeah? Yeah. If you know how when someone is being called, like when when to call someone, there's at least a pattern, right? Okay. I say yes because stalkers exist. So, but I don't this is true. They are there. Yeah, they are there. So I'm just gonna go with the bland answer that they are there. But I don't. Let's just say he is. <laughs> stalkers exist. <laughs> I would also say yes because if it's in the 80s, he would have to have known her number from a phone book, and you can't just guess, right? Random numbers. You get a yellow book? man by accident. Oh, man. Yeah, so he must have he must have known that that was a woman. Okay. Um, you're all correct. Yeah, okay. Um, it's believed that he was stalking her, as he proved it by commenting on her daily outfits. Ew. And some sources claim that he told her to check her car, and what do we think she found on her car? <gasps> a note. Bloody handprints. Bloody handprints. Amy? Her dead cat. She <laughs> actually found... Jesus. A dead rose. <gasps> oh, okay. It wasn't an animal. Okay, well, a dead that's rose. That's not terrible, but still. But isn't it quite this. sinister? Like, you'd have to buy the rose and then let it wilt yeah. <laughs> long enough like to then really be like... That's like a really creepy phantom. Yeah, this is Unless, perfect like, for her. And it was like, you know, those flowers that you see, like, on sale, but they're practically dead. Oh, yeah. Like, Unless he, he went in and was like, oh, well, they're yeah, on sale. Yeah, the, like, yellow reduced uh, sticker. And he yeah. was like, 30p for a dead <laughs> rose? Crack on. Dorothy would love it. No, we should make jokes. It doesn't end well. Um, <laughs> right, so after... Uh, yes, right, yeah. So he fa- she found a dead rose in her car. 
after a particularly dark phone call in which the man went into detail about getting her alone and dismembering her into bits and pieces, Dorothy decided to take action. Well, yeah. What action do we think she took? Um, I think she probably tried to call the police. Yeah. Devin? Yes, call the police, a.k.a. the popo. <laughs> Lisa? That's not Lisa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Sorry, I only normally. Right, I'm so glad you picked that up because I was like, "Am I that wine drunk that I now no longer know my name?" <laughs> Amy, you're on. Go. Whoa, I, I'm so glad. I just I... want on record that I only ever speak to one person when recording, True. and this is very confusing now. <laughs> there are three people here. I reckon she maybe changed her number. Yeah, you think she changed her number? Is that easy in the 80s? I don't know if that's easy. I I don't know. I didn't go in that much into research. Okay. However, I can 80s. confirm that. This is also true. very true. True. Um, I can confirm that all of you are wrong. Okay. Um, she changed her She did not poli- uh, contact the police. She took up karate lessons <gasps> and considered, but, but but did not, buy a firearm. Dorothy. Well, at least she did self-defense classes. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a good but start. She could have done more. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then she, it wasn't yeah. the 80s, would the police have believed her? Like, or would they have just gone, like, male, like, oh, it's just, probably just a kid. Yeah. It's the 80s, so they probably would have been like, eh, dead rose? Romantic. You should give him a shot. A dead rose? No. Yeah. It's not romantic at all. Just <laughs> <laughs> be like, how long have you oh. let it left, left it there on the car? I know. How long were you parked there? Yes. Do I need to issue you a ticket? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's been longer than the past 6 p.m. <laughs> it started at 8 a.m. when you're only supposed to be there for two to three hours in the parking lot. <laughs> and facing the right way with your car. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I am. Um, this is. Right, so the. Cr- right. So when I say it, this is funny, it's not funny because the crime is actually quite dark, but it's all. It's interesting and really sort of baffling. So when, if I say funny, I mean baffling. Like it confused me. Okay. But so Dorothy decided to take up karate lessons. Mm-hmm. A week after she decided to take karate lessons, she felt confident in her skills. Uh, okay. So a week later, on May 28th, 1980, Dorothy was still uncomfortable about the phone calls, but felt confident enough in her self-defense skills to head to an employee meeting. So she, like, if we think that this is like one, like one lesson a week, she's done one lesson of karate. I so, took like, a I don't whole know how semester of taekwondo and i don't feel comfortable in my abilities what did you get to what chop a brick and that's it not even that we like learned how to do a roll (laughs) and then like how to use our weight against someone to flip them over and that was it Mm -hmm. so you can flip Mm -hmm. them up like a pancake and run yeah okay yeah, like my mum's a black belt in judo and my uncle's a black belt in karate and they did that for like 15 years. Yeah, no, this Dorothy did one week of self-defence classes and felt comfortable enough to go to an employee meeting. <clears throat> okay. During the meeting, she noticed her co-worker, Conrad, was looking unwell. Mm. Do we have any guesses what might be wrong with him? Coronavirus. I'm, there's no information, <laughs> so it's all a guess. Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, this this was the first case of coronavirus. Well done, yes. yes. Um, any ideas, ladies? 1980s. So... I'm going to say he probably had, like, a kidney stone. A kidney oh, stone? Okay. Devin? Well, I get... Should His be... name is Conrad. Ouch. Is that, like, a usual name for you guys? Is that no, like it's a, a pretty, like, Conrad. general it's a, name. It's a general name, it's but like a... I don't really see it in... Our generation as much as older ones, I yeah. would say. 
But this is the 80s, That's so true. Yeah. old Conrad would probably be young Conrad. I've had young friends mm. who had kidney stones. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I've never had one. Okay, so you said kidney stones. I'm going to say the flu. The flu? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say he's hungover as fuck. Hungover <laughs> as fuck? Okay. Hungover as fuck from the Ouija guest. Excellent. <laughs> Only because that's how I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm back mood, Conrad. At least he made it to work. Yeah, at least fine. he didn't call in sick and didn't go. Which I've not done ever. Okay. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he had a concerning red rash on his forearm. Dorothy and another colleague, Pam, took him to UC Irvine Medical Centre. Irvine. Okay. Ir- Irvine? Yeah, Irvine. Americans. What's an Irvine? Mm. That's the name of the hospital. <laughs> right, with you. Okay. <laughs> it's the name of a city. <laughs> Slash university. See, I'm so glad we're all there. Okay, carry on. Okay, so they're on the way to the hospital with Conrad, who has a bad rash on his arm. Mm. So poison ivy for all we know. <laughs> Do you think he went straight to the hospital? No. No. Why? What makes you say that? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of my 600 pound live. I'm like, they, they stopped at a fast food restaurant before. I mean, if it's just a rash, you can try and solve it with like going to CVS and getting a cream. Oh, yeah. That's mine. Or they probably like stopped to get a change of clothes or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. or my head immediately went to if he did heroin the night before. <laughs> Maybe he had a dodgy needle. Listen. Maybe he has a dodgy needle <laughs> that's given him a rash, and he's like, I now know why I have this rash. I can't let my boss know that I do heroin. Let's not go to the hospital. Take me home. Okay, so that was a lot, and I'm going to straight away say that Amy's completely wrong there. But a valid... Shh, no, not valid. Be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can say, Lisa, you are correct. Wow. Oh, what? Yeah, no, they didn't go straight to the uh, hospital. Dorothy made a quick stop at her parents to put on a red scarf and let her parents know what was happening. Congrats. Solid. Red scarf. (laughs) Just a a quick red scarf. It's fine. Um, Okay, and then they went straight to the hospital. You know, you don't know if you're going to go and meet a doctor. You have to look your Well, precisely. Next question, guys. This is quick fire. How long were they at the hospital? And I'll take vague answers, specific answers, whatever you guys want to go with. I know our medical system. Ouch. Wait, emergency room or not emergency room? Probably emergency room. Um, I believe it was the emergency room, but it wasn't very specific in several sources that I checked. Okay, this is also the 80s as well and America. Mm-hmm. I also have to be honest, I didn't give you a time of the work meeting, so like you can't be that specific. Like, you know, we don't know when the meeting was, so. Okay, okay then we don't really know. I'll just say an hour. Yeah. I'm going to give our system a yeah. little bit of hope. I'll, I'll change it to three to six hours. Well, and here's here's a question for the for you guys. How long does it take for you? No, hang on. No, this isn't. You're not quizzing them on their health (laughs) care. Answer the question. How long does it take? They have to show their ID and how long? So I don't know. How long do you think it takes? Yeah, I'm saying I'm gonna say two and a half. Two Two and a half hours. Okay. Um, I'm gonna assume Lisa's the closest, only because I don't know when the work meeting was. But all the sources said it took them all evening. And at 11pm, Conrad was released from the hospital, having been treated for a black widow spider bite. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. We don't like that. Guys, you know, I did think of a tick, but then heroin seems more... Yeah. Well, this is, this is when it gets weird, guys, right? So according to Pam, who was the woman that helped Dorothy mm-hmm. take Conrad to the hospital, mm-hmm. according to Pam, for the duration of their wait, Dorothy and Pam were together the entire time. When Brad was discharged, Dorothy went to the bathroom alone before returning to tell Pam to help Brad to get his prescription from the pharmacy while she brought the car around. 
which all the sources I found were quite specific in that it was a white 1973 Toyota station wagon, and I don't know why that's important, but they were all very specific. Did you mean to say Brad there or Conrad? Brad. So his name is Brad Brad Conrad. Oh, right, okay, he's called Brad. Okay, okay. Yeah. Conrad <laughs> I was, was like, the last name, is Brad? Right. Yeah, no, Conrad was the last name. Oh. Oh, no, it's Con... Conrad, no, no, we're, I'm very confused. It's Conrad <laughs> Bostron, and I have randomly nicknamed him Brad. <laughs> you just got, right, so could you just you just got re- really bored you- of writing Conrad before Brad. Yeah, it was too long, and I was like, Conrad sounds quite like Brad. Do you know what? So. I'm totally with you on that logic. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Could we okay. call him Brad from now on? From now on, we'll call him Brad. And uh, what, can you just really- repeat that last bit? Okay, so <clears throat> when Conrad was discharged, <laughs> Dorothy went to the bathroom alone before returning to tell Pam to help Conrad to get his prescription from the pharmacy while she brought the car around. Which again was a ni- white nineteen seventy three Toyota station wagon. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. Mm-hmm. See how bright right. the car is. Nineteen seventy three. Smart thing. Okay, Pam and Conrad only took five minutes at the pharmacy and assumed that Dorothy would be waiting outside the door for them. When she wasn't there, they walked back to the original car park to find Dorothy's car speeding towards them with the headlights on full beam, blinding them. As they waved the car down, it sped out of the car park and left the hospital, making a right turn out of the car park. What do you think Pam and Brad did next? I want to say call the police, but that's never what actually people do. Which uh, you should. Probably called Dorothy's parents? I want to say call their friends. No, wait, I want to change my answer to do nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to say they got the bus. Got the bus? Okay. Lisa, again, is correct. <laughs> uh, they assumed an emergency had arisen about her son, and they assumed Dorothy would return for them shortly. This isn't a question that I was going to ask you guys, but just just out of curiosity, how long do you think they waited? Three to six hours. Two hours. No. How many hours? Two. Two. Amy? Before they did anything. Before, yeah, so they waited at the hospital for Dorothy to come back. How long do you think they waited? <laughs> 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Okay, no, Devin, Dev, Devin is correct. They waited two hours, which hey. makes this about 1 a.m. This is 1 a.m. in the morning oh God. before they called Dorothy's parents to ask if they had seen Dorothy. When her parents hadn't seen her, they called the police and reported her missing. So Who would wait she has for been gone two for two hours. hours. Two whole hours. Like seeing your well, pal drive off. the 80s. Well, we're also, I feel a little more impatient now that we have internet and Google. Yeah. They didn't have, I have to keep in mind, they didn't have cell phones to be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is fair. That is fair. That's <clears> true. <throat> and poor, poor um, Brad is probably stressing out about his bite as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, Pam was trying to help him. It's a black widow. That's pretty yeah. poisonous. So Super you gotta poisonous. get that mm-hmm. taken care of. Do you guys have those yeah. over there? No, we have no poisonous spiders over here. We have two forms of snakes, I can think. We have a grass snake. With grass snakes, And we have the one that went into the sea in Ireland. Those are the two snakes you have. The Loch Ness. The Irish snake, the Irish sea monster and the Loch Ness monster. I'm sorry, what Irish sea monster? Lisa's taking the piss at you. Oh, okay. They do it often to our British guests. Didn't someone like drive all the snakes out of Ireland or something? That's like a legend. Are you trying to tell folk tales oh. while you're buzzed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> St. Patrick. He did do that. Lisa, you are correct. St. Yes. Patrick did drive the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> he did. He For did. context, the Loch Ness we monster, already saw though. a spider today in my oh, yeah, car that's that. living in my windshield right now. Fuck 
That's disgusting. It was a really I thought black widows were only native to Australia. No, we have black widows here. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. On that note, ladies, I'm going to go and pee again because it's been twenty. <laughs> right. It has been. It has been almost a half hour. Okay. Yes. Jesus Christ. It's been a half an hour. Proud I will of you, be back. I wish I could see an X-ray version of your body. The bladder is. The bladder is like that. Well, maybe. <laughs> while we're waiting, let's say hi to our friend Bill. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi there, I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and on my podcast, I go through all of the movies coming out during the week, I throw in some news, and talk about the latest trailers. So check out Future Flicks each Wednesday on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. I'll see you in the future. And thank you, Bill, for that lovely uh, break that I will admit gave me the chance to pee. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, Dorothy has been missing for two hours. Sorry. Why are we laughing, ladies? <laughs> Their ear pieces fell out, but I've been oh. paying attention. I thought I said the wrong name. I was like, oh no, it's not. I've been sitting No, my anyway. Gil, please uh, repeat yourself. And since we're sharing and we both lost our headphones, yeah. so we had to find them again. <laughs> so okay. that means she Do you want me to start again from and Bill? Or? No, we're good. No, no, yeah. Wait, okay. I have a slight question. Wait, no, wait. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay, so ladies, Dorothy's been missing for two hours. Two hours. Her parents right. haven't seen her. The police have been called. Any oh. questions so far? Because at this point, we haven't had the police call them. Um, Dorothy's definitely been kidnapped by that stalker. Okay. Devin? Ditto. Just because Lisa's been right a few times, and I'd like to have a point. <laughs> <laughs> extra point. Detective oh, Detective D's like I'm holding all my cards to my chest at this point in time. Um, Amy, how's it going? <laughs> I'm not stealing. I'm collaborating. So you just so you just said that her parents called the police. Is that what you just said there? You just said the police got called. No, no, no. So they um, when her parents hadn't seen her, mm-hmm. um, Conrad and Pam called the police and reported her missing. Right, and they're still at the hospital. I believe so, yes. And I okay. bet the police are like, it hasn't been 24 to 48 hours and she's an adult. Absolutely. Probably longer back then. I, now you would think uh, that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Amy, did you have thoughts? I, uh, well, I, was gonna, I think um, Stalker called her and told her to, uh, you know, gave her like a, what's called that thing where you, uh, a blackmail or, some, or something that she then had to rush out like that in that behaviour. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so, yes, police were called. Reported missing. By 5am, Dorothy's car was discovered in flames in a back alleyway 10 miles away from the hospital. But Dorothy was nowhere to be found. Several unsuccessful search parties were conducted in the following days. Vida and Jacob Scott, the parents, were not feeling confident that their daughter was alive. Now, why do you think they assumed she was dead? Oh, gosh. Um, because they had heard about the stalker. And the fact that yeah, he was okay. literally saying he was going to cut her up. Come on, people. Wait, how much time has passed by then? About four hours. Four hours and they think she's dead? Yeah. They kept on the car in flames. Have they tested the no, car they, what they was they inside? F- no, so, no, so there was, there was, um, there was uh, search parties conducted in the following days, okay. but they were unsuccessful. Okay. And Vera and Jacob were not feeling confident. But something happened that made them... Less confident than they would have I'm been. I'm gonna say that stalker what do you think that was? them. Yeah, that's okay. That's brave of the stalker. <laughs> De- Devin's like that wouldn't happen, but okay. <laughs> Devin's like, mm, if 
feel like sure, you're bill shit, but I'll just um, I'll support you. Maybe a finger showed up at their doorstep. Ooh. Oh, very mafia type. Okay. Amy? So something's happened in the last few days that makes them think that their child is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do with her son. Her s- Oh. Okay, weird flex. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so my head went... Uh, he Explain yourself. I was, I was going to say he... <laughs> walked up to them and told them he saw her ghost. This is not a ghost story. This is true crime. <laughs> yeah, okay. but he- if you're not going to take it seriously, Amy, you can go to your room. I am taking it seriously. I am what you would call the psychic that you get into these little crimes. We're not that kind of crime podcast. Okay, well then I'll change my <laughs> I'll change my work method then from now okay, on. Good, right. So what, writing what actually happened? Yeah, Robbie's to face. be fair, Robbie, <laughs> yeah, we aren't I've just been podcast. drawing like little ghosts. <laughs> like I've just been drawing little happy Caspers. Like, Aww. Okay, um, so Vera and Jacob... Adorable. I'm trying to complete a podcast here. Vera and Jacob, or sorry, no, Vera received a phone call. So Lisa was right. Jesus Christ, Lisa. Days after her disappearance from the anonymous man claiming that he murdered her daughter. Vera and Jacob immediately called the police about the phone call and the police told them not to release any details about Dorothy's disappearance or the police call or, or the phone call they received to the media. This helped avoid false confessions. However, after a week of no, re- no results... They reported the story to Santa Ana Register and offered a reward to anyone who could provide information that could help them find their daughter alive or dead. And I don't know why I remember this, but the reward was $2,500. That's not written down, by the way, guys. Yeah, what is that I just want that on record that I can't read what I've actually written because I'm fairly (laughs) shit-faced at the point. Um, Yes, so they've offered a reward. (laughs) Enough about your alcohol. Right, <clears throat> uh, they've offered a reward mm-hmm. and they've sold the story to the Santa Ana Register. Mm. On June 12th, 1980, so this is like a month afterwards, because we were in May. We no, were. not even a month. It was the 28th of May, wasn't it? It was, yep, May 28th, 1980. May 28th, it's now June 12th, right? Yep. Are you Googling the Dorothy Scott story? No, we, we're trying to figure we out how much money how much, it would be. We, yeah, we googled how much money in the 1980s, the dollar value to today, and apparently $20 in 1980 was 62.79 cents today. Yeah, so 2,500 oh, okay. would be like a lot. A lot. <laughs> I can't see. See, that's math. my kind of maths. Oh, oh, maths is it, ladies? <laughs> oh, yeah, maths over there. Hmm. <laughs> right. I'm better okay. at history and okay. nature, not math. Arithmetic, Next. no. I was an English major. <laughs> <laughs> to her defense. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe right. Let's put this on here so it's far away from me. Okay, we'll turn it that way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to take a quick pause because Amy naturally <laughs> leans forward when she laughs, but she was leaning towards the microphone. It's a very wispy laugh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want that in your podcast. Oh, Carry on. Right, okay. Nin- <laughs> June 12, 1980. Right. On June 12th, 1980, Pat Riley, editorial manager for the Santa Ana Register, received an anonymous phone call. The caller said to him, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. Now, this phone call was taken seriously by the police. Why do we think this confession was taken seriously after so many false confessions? I'm going to guess because he had like a really creepy, heavy breathing kind of voice. 
<laughs> so you're going to discriminate on this her. person's voice. Yes, he was an incel. Asthma. That's called asthma, you said. That's called COVID-19. Kelly's. I'm going to say because... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Lisa's changing her mind. Call back <laughs> something about the scarf. What? Okay. <laughs> Hold on, Lisa. He never said anything about the scarf in that call. I don't know. Devin. Something about the scarf. All right. My He's answer like, is because beep, beep. he said something specific about her her life at the time because he mentioned the other man. Okay. And Amy? Oh, I did have it and it's gone. Um, <laughs> I killed her. I killed her. Scott. She changed and I did. And I killed Because they've not released if she's dead or not yet. They've just said she's missing. So they don't know if she's dead. I'm going to skip it. Lisa is correct. Fucking hell, man. Lisa knows this shit. I swear she's watched this. The caller then brought up specific details about the night, including Conrad's spider bite, the red scarf the like door keeps on at her parents before the hospital. At all? You just said. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, right, yeah. I it, feel like you're just fucking it, saying things when you want to. It wasn't in the. You were supposed to try and guess. You're yeah, going to come up with the I rest of the crime. You were going to give us more te- details about this. <laughs> Tea tales. Yeah, we I need tea. I assume that that was all he had said. No, no. I mean, if Lisa got it, then it was fine. But I think Lisa's watched this on Crime Watch. What crime? is Crime Watch? Crime Watch. Like, the, you know, you watch the crime. <laughs> watch. Wow. I feel like Lisa knows this story. Oh, I okay. actually feel a bit familiar with this. The crime scarf watch is, is, is it's doing an American television me. show. Why haven't I been watching it? Because you watch six hundred, my six hundred pound life. Oh, I do do that just constantly. <laughs> Guys, it gets even creepier. Oh gosh. He then claimed that Dorothy called him from the hospital. This gave the police doubt, though, as Pam had claimed she was with Dorothy the entire night, other than the bathroom and going to get her vehicle. Oh, I was going to say that. Now, remember the phone call Vera received a week after Dorothy went missing. So yep. remember that he called. Yep, got that the, here. They called the mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She then went on to receive a phone call from the same man every single Wednesday. The man would sometimes ask if Vera was related to Dorothy, and when she said yes, he would say, I've got her, and hang up. Other times, he would confess to having killed her. Next question is, how long do you think these phone calls went on for? (laughs) I'm going to say three to six months. No, fucking Lisa, right, that's such a (laughs) massive ballpark, okay? Yeah, yeah, be more specific, pick... Pick how like many months? Like three to six. That's like me going well, like zero months, to twelve months. Four months, no, five do months, not, or no. six months. Four months. Four months. Okay, Devin. Uh, six months. Six months. Amy. I'm gonna say five and a half. Five and a half months. <laughs> okay, none of you were co- correct because they went on for four fucking years. Oh fuck! For four years, he called her every Wednesday. Okay, so I'm just just to recap. Then this happened in eight, 19, 1980. 1980. No, he's in the eighties. Nineteen eighty. So what? So now, ever? no, no. So it's this case started on um, May twenty eighth, nineteen eighty. We then pick up in April nineteen eighty four. Now. Did they not have tracking yet? So this is where I'm going to get in, get on to, right? Okay. So for four fucking years, this woman received a call every Wednesday. Despite the police fitting a voice recorder in Vera's home in order to trace the call, they were unsuccessful due to the brief nature of the calls. According to an article in the Orlando Sentinel, the calls stopped in April 1984 when Jacob, the dad, answered the phone instead of Vera. However, 
The calls began again in August 1984. Why do we think they started again? To tease the parents. Um, Vera's birthday. Vera's birthday. I'm started sorry. Devin, you again. just said to tease the parents. Yeah, tease the parents. Tease the parents. Um, me. Someone murdered. Oh my god, you've written so many notes. I've Bobby, written her so many notes. Actually legible. June, July. No, hold on. June, July. Oh, shut the fuck up. I can fucking read it. Her notes on the phone call are, I killed her, I killed her. D. Scott, checking, denied, killed. That's my quick writing, okay? I used to work in a call centre. You didn't have the luxury of writing out each sentence, they said. Right. June, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. I think he called back in August because that was the month he killed D. And he wanted to kill her in May. If he did. If he did kill her, he killed her in May. What, when she actually left? And I'm just going to say so right now, that's not that's not a slip-up of me spoiling the case. This is a cold case. <laughs> this is just We you don't get... know who did it. <gasps> Fucking hell, man. We're going to solve this one, guys. Uh, okay, then. Well, if you're saying she got killed me, it's, uh, it was Dee's birthday. Okay, you're not correct. Are any of us uh, correct? So the calls... No, none of you are correct. Um, the calls began okay. again in August. On August 6th, a construction worker discovered dog remains 13 miles away from the hospital that, Brad, that Conrad was treated at four years earlier. He continued digging and found another set of remains that sadly belonged to Dorothy Jane Scott. Oh. The bones were alongside a turquoise ring and a wristwatch that had stopped at 12.30am on May 29th, 1980, oh. one hour after Dorothy initially disappeared. An autopsy was conducted but could not provide a cause of death. Wait, how do they know when the watch stops? Because your watch could keep going after you've been murdered. It's not like it's dependent I... on your life force. Unless they were just like, Unless... the last people that saw her was on May 28th. And the watch is thought to me. Unless he broke so the watch be... while he murdered her. Like, let me just stab you in the wrist. Precisely. Or unless he, he unless he's a sick cunt and just put 1230 as like a, like a, um, what you call it? Like a, when somebody collects something. Like, like a trophy. No, no, like a trophy. Like, yeah, this is when it happened. Okay. Sort of thing. But what about That's the scarf? Sad, what about the scarf? Did they find Where it? Where is it? Oh, well. I'm assuming that she was, I don't know. Biodegraded? None of the sources, I did think about this. I was like, why was it just a ring and a watch? Well, there was no mention of a ring before. No, but I'm assuming she wore it. But mm. what I'm thinking is that he, either the clothes sort of like rotted away in the ground. Mm, yeah. Or she was stripped naked Well, if it had been 13 years, then... No, it was four years. Oh. I don't know. Where am I getting the number 13 I from? I don't know where you got the number 13. <laughs> I genuinely heard 13 there, no? No. Nobody else here 13? No. Four okay. years. Um, unfortunately, there have been no conclusive breakthroughs in the case. However, circumstantial evidence points to a man called Mike Butler, who I didn't mention in this episode because I genuinely don't think he did it, purely based on what I read about him. Well, that's biased. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do we think he did it? Because it's a man. Like, yeah, you're a white man. Him. What do you know? <laughs> so... He was reported as having been a weird person in the area. He was reported as being a, reported as being a bit of an oddball with an al- with alternative religious beliefs. Which is like what? Um, like Satanism. Just like everyone around huh? here. Satanism. That's sort of thing. Okay. According so according to some acquaintances, so most of the sources that I read said that the police investigated him and found that there was absolutely no evidence to support that he was. How old was he? What was his build? I don't know. There was none of that information. That's why. Because there's... So he's so not part of this case because he didn't do anything as far as the police were concerned. Mm. So I think it's what the... All of the sources that I read. So according to acquaintances, Butler had an unhealthy obsession with Dorothy, but there was not enough evidence for the police to even consider him a suspect. Why? 
I don't know. Where is he from? Is he from the church congregation? Because Dorothy only went to the church or didn't really go out with her friends. No, no he didn't go to the church because he had alternative... Yeah. What? A lot of people argued that he was in the area. So he worked. He apparently worked across the road from his work. From, from, from her work. From Dorothy's work. Which is at the... At the psychedelic shop. At the psychedelic shop. And a lot of people argued that he was a Satanist and worked close enough to her that he could have decided to stalk her. And so you can understand why I did not include him in this case. Just because his because religious beliefs the... are different from hers. Exactly, and, she was and that's a why the po- that's why and that's why most of the <laughs> she was. Um, it was it was um, rejected by most detectives that looked into the case after the fact because they said that it was just the community trying to scapegoat and use a satanist instead of an actual murderer. How old is? I it? mean, that's very. I don't know. None of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, what I can say though is that as far as I could find out there's no reported date that the phone calls stopped torturing Vera and Jacob it's not reported Um, all I know is that after her body was found he then started calling them every Wednesday again when the body was found is there a significance about Wednesday? how long after was the body found that the call then started again? Um, I don't know so the article in the um, Orlando Sentinel was a week after the body was found. Okay, and who published it? The body had been found in that week, or had it been published yet? So the body was found on August 6th. Yeah. And a week after that, the Orlando Sentinel started to uh, put out an article that said that the phone calls had began again. So within seven but days the of the body Sentinel being found... the Orlando Sentinel is all the way in Florida, as opposed to California, where the crime was actually made. Yeah, so that's... I mean, those are the sources <laughs> that I could find. But... Though, to be fair, Robbie then... did once call me. Asking if I was okay when there was a hurricane in Florida. So, listen, these hurricanes move fast. What I want to know is here's my thing <laughs> a body is found, okay? Body's found, remains of the body are found. How long after was these remains found? Was it publicized that they'd found remains? Well, did they ever find her remains? Well, I'm assuming within, so. Yeah, so they, yeah, they did on August yeah. 6th. Oh, August, August 6th, they found her remains. Um, all I know, according to what I researched, mm-hmm. was that within seven days of the body being found, it was in the media that it was her that it was ID'd as her body. And after these seven days, no, in those seven days, so after after a week, the article came out saying that her body had been found mm-hmm. and phone calls had returned. But it didn't specify when. It the didn't phone say calls when returned. the phone call had returned. Well, that's fucking shit journalism, isn't it? You know, if he if this was a stalker, he probably would have had like a police scanner and he would have been in that. Like tunes, so they probably would have heard that because it was also thirteen miles from the hospital, so it's all in a very like close location. Wait, you could have been watching. Wait, thirteen miles in what direction? Because she it took a right when she came out the hospital. It didn't say. Motherfucker, like these are the fucking things that you knew. Like that, if it took a right, <laughs> then that shows that when she came out the hospital, Amy, this was forty years ago. I don't give a, I'm <laughs> invested in this now. If the car took a right. Which you said it did at the start. You said it came, Robbie, came out. She drove out. She took right turn out. Did nothing. Two hours. Not two hours. I was reading the wrong note. But turned a right out of the hospital. If that thirty miles is in the direction of the right, then that would indicate. It's obviously the that it must. Medicine. The killer must have been driving the car to that direction. But it wasn't because the car was found burning in an alleyway. Um, oh, oh, yeah. How many miles? Uh, was it not? The only thing I got from this Ten is miles least the closest thing that we've had to a successful detective on figuring out what happened. And oh, it'd be Amy so and I good just at it. I've missed my calling. Lisa, 
Lisa has won the quiz. Whoa, hold on. Um, We've not solved it yet. No, nobody has in 40 years. What I can say, though, what I can, can add in, and this is quite sad. I, like, got quite upset when I read I'm this. I'm getting upset. We get, like, I want to solve um, this. So, we say, um, Jacob, Vera's... Uh, Dor- Jacob, Dorothy's dad, sadly died on April 23rd, 1994, which was Dorothy's birthday. Oh, Wait a minute. That's fucked. Eight write years it. later. Write stop writing notes. We don't have... <laughs> no, hold on. Eight years later, in 2002, Vera also died. Now, it hasn't said that she died on the same day, but I'm going to assume that she died on the same day because that's even more heartbreaking. No answers were given to the parents of Dorothy Jane Scott, and her murder is still answered to this day. Her son, Sean, lives a meaningful life, but still pursues justice for his mother. I think it was one of her co-workers. That wasn't even a question. <laughs> it was going no, to. No, that's... <laughs> that's... Yeah, no. So, um, obviously, this is a cold case. We cannot provide any answers because we are four millennials sitting drinking wine. <laughs> but what... I'm do, a Gen Z. Do we have any ideas? She's doing happened? vodka and cranberry. Yeah, this isn't wine, Robbie. <laughs> I only do a hard I'm, liquor. I'm doing <laughs> champagne and... Orange juice. Yes. Hmm. Um, Did her dad have any enemies? Amy just needs to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Amy's gonna have like a cork board. I'm not sleeping tonight. (laughs) Yarn from face to face. She's gonna go and print out all of their pictures. Like, I mean, okay, and and all, I mean, really, right? She was a 32 year old woman with a a single mother of a four year old. The sister's dad was in Missouri. Is that right? Were you saying? No, the the Sean's dad is in Missouri. Yeah, so her son's dad is in Missouri. She is a church going woman. Right, hold that. She doesn't go out a lot. Missouri, yeah, right. She doesn't go out a lot. (laughs) What on earth, like, what motive? She works at her dad's uh, club who her dad used to own. Who is the new owner? When did he come into the new ownership? Does her dad have any enemies? If her dad does have enemies... Do we think it was a stalker? Yes. You think it was a stalker? I think it was I, the stalker. I, I think it was the stalker. I think it was the stalker. Do you not think it was the stalker? <sighs> I just don't know. I, I. Who else would have the motivation for that? Well, that's the thing. We don't know. Her ex... Oh, the father? The father? Like, but did the father, like, did anybody no look into the father? Indication about the father. No, we had no, no information in on the father. Tough. But well, he could have traveled, right? Yeah. But he was in Missouri. But was he in, he's, he lived in Missouri at the time, but was he in Missouri during it? See, there are multiple Robbie? people that we don't know. I don't think it would have been the father. Was the, was the father in, you know, this, you said that the, that Sean's dad is in, was in Missouri. So the fact that they didn't mention that, I'm going to assume that he was still in Missouri because I feel like that would be the first thing the police checked in 1980. Probably. Yeah. I think it was one of her coworkers. One of her coworkers? I'm, Evan? Uh, maybe someone she worked with. Mm-hmm. I have two theories. One theory is that it was because she worked at her dad's old place, which sold love beds and lava lamps. Only creepy men would go into there and get that shit. I think it was maybe a customer that saw her working there and then started to get an infatuation with her. Or it's some. She was sick... a back office secretary. Yeah, but she could have walked out in the front. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> or it's some sick fuck from her church. Sick fuck. From her church. Okay, I think. Cool. Well, maybe. Like, some someone, it's obviously someone that's sick if he has to call. So, how, how old is her son now? I don't know. He was four in 1980, so. 98, so 1990, he would have been 14. He's 44 now. Anyway, so, um, no one is surprised the fact that we didn't solve this case. I'm extremely surprised. 
I had so much fun though, I'm not gonna lie. Like, that's quite a sad case to do. Like, I feel quite sad. Yeah, well, then you're just not tough enough a detective, are No, you? I am, but I want to solve it, but you won't let me. No. Um, so, <laughs> um, we didn't solve, solve it, and in... Amy, yeah, if you, you can solve, solve this, the next I will one. publish your follow-up on our feed, okay? Thank you so much. And then if you could direct people to just, you know... Amy, do read their music own. at Instagram. I actually was going to say, I was going to say other own cases. Right, ladies. Yeah. Drunk women. Drunk women! My just, drunk women. I'm just tipsy. Buzz, um, we have a listen... <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're saying buzzed to describe drunk. Buzzed for me would be like ecstasy or coke. So every time I hear you say like you're buzzed, I'm like, ooh, hardcore over there. Okay. In America, buzzed is the same as tipsy. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. so strange. Imagine <laughs> right. I said to you, I'm buzzed. Like you feel I'm it, buzzed. but you're not actually drunk. Exactly. Okay. Drunk women. We have a listener crime. <gasps> oh. Ollie, one of my friends from uni, Lovely has guy. called in with a crime that mm -hmm. we can hear just now. Hi guys, this is Ollie, Robbie's friend from Edinburgh, and this is the story of the Phantom Poo. So in 2016, we went to Walt Disney World in Florida on holiday, and we decided that we would stay in a Disney property hotel. One night, in the middle of the night, I got up and went to the bathroom because I needed to wee. So I went to the toilet, urinated, and... I didn't flush the toilet because I was aware of how loud it was and I was sharing a room with Robbie, Elsa and Lois. So there was four of us in the one room. So I chose not to flush. I left the toilet, went back to sleep. I woke up quite early in the morning and remembered that I hadn't flushed the toilet. So I went to the toilet um, and flushed the toilet. I didn't go to the toilet, I just flushed the toilet and that was fine. And showered and then left the bathroom and started to get ready. Lois then went into the toilet straight after me and he, and came running out saying that there was a massive poo in the toilet that had been left. But I did not poo. And none of us could figure out where this shit had come from. And that is our mystery. Uh, thank you for this interesting case, I suppose, Ollie. Thank you very much. Uh, so thank you for that case, Ollie. We are on the case right now. Um, I was there and can confirm that it was not me because as I didn't know Ailsa and Lois, I was too scared to poo in the same hotel room as them. So I would go for a walk to the hotel pool and poo in the toilets. That can we there. change the phrase you know of poo to like dropping shared... the kids off? No. I have shared a hotel with Robbie we have split a bed before. I will say it's probably not Robbie. Why? It's not me. Thank you very much. I trust Thank him. you. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. what I want to know are the times that Ollie went <laughs> to the toilet. Because he went two times. He, so How far in between were these how times? How much did Ollie drink? How's that a How much were y'all no, so, okay, drinking? Just wine shits. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, no, coffee in, does. In fairness. Drunk shits, coffee and cigarettes. No, yeah. in fairness to Ollie, Fine. that night we drank a fuck ton of pineapple Fanta because it's delicious. Ew. Ew. And you can't get it in Scotland. That's fucking right. I live no, here and I would not choose it's that. It's delicious. Right? It's, it's all we drank in Florida. Well, I'm more <laughs> I would rather... wild. I'm more of a buying beer and wine. Anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I have to choose mm -hmm. a Fanta. And champagne, of course. If I have to choose a Fanta, it's going to be great. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
as somebody that was there, as a witness, I suppose, <laughs> I, I have to put in doubt against Ollie because Ollie is the kind of person that would have been incredibly, if if we can say mistakenly, proud of that size of a poo. And he would 100% have made us all look at okay. it before he tried to flush it. Okay, how big are we talking here? It was how like, big? it was... <laughs> all in one matter? piece or in separate two pieces? Oh, this matters. Hold it on. Easily, like a, in fact, I do two remember at the piece. time, one piece, and it was described as a baby's arm. What colour? Dark brown, medium brown, Can't or remember. light brown? Like Can't you've remember. eaten not enough. Can't remember. This was four years ago. Was there sweet corn in it? I'm Ollie. Don't know. I'm sorry, Ollie. I think you did it. I've had okay. men drunkenly pee on all of my things y'all don't remember some of your shit that you do i'm gonna say it's casper <laughs> safe casper the friendly ghost yes okay safe as pet right oh, there yeah. <laughs> amy i mean i have i have questions did also <laughs> leave the bed at all i'm gonna i'm gonna argue we don't have time for questions okay 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 i um oh okay i think who was the girl that went into the bathroom after Elsa. lois lois <laughs> yeah, you're right on that one, Lisa. You you've been listening carefully I, to this crime. Wasn't there a I Elsa? think Elsa? Wait, it's okay. I think it was Allison. No, wait, uh, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Lois. Who is Allison? <laughs> Lisa said Allison. I'm just going. No, to no Lisa Elsa. said Elsa, who was one of the girls in the room. This wait, okay. is a con- proof of drunk versus buzzed on this podcast right now. <laughs> I think I think I think it was um Lois because my theory is Lois went into the bathroom and has been as a girl who's in a room where people that she doesn't really know that well and you've you've held in a shit for that long. You need to let it out. <laughs> She's gone into the bathroom, done the shit, has tried to flush it a couple of times. Oh no. It's not been going down. It's not going down that toilet. What do you do? ladies do you admit to it now i personally would have i would have just gone i've done a shit and i blocked the toilet excuse me or do you then walk out and go oh my goodness guys this weird poo's just randomly appeared (gasps) no you just say it was the person before you who did it exactly so that's why it was then so it was someone else right but then she wasn't relying on ollie to go but i've checked that toilet twice that wasn't there and i've not done it and then Robbie's then gone, well, I wouldn't have done it because I went to the pool. And then Ailsa's <laughs> fast asleep. So this Lois girl is like, well, this is a mystery and you should put it on your future podcast. Well, okay, so I think we've solved it. It was Lois. I think it was Lois. <laughs> okay, I'll agree. It was Lois. Right? Good job. Look, if you've done a shit big enough. work, Amy. I think it's Catherine you... because that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Devin's just like, but go slow. But go slow, things. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, don't ruin my childhood dreams here. Just let it be ghosts <laughs> and be uh, yeah. good. Ghosts and be good. I still think it was that Lois girl. Well, do you know what? A, a second case that we have yet to solve on this drunk woman solving crime inspired episode of We're Doing Fine. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up and say that that's everything that we have time for. <laughs> Oh and I feel sorry for hungover Lisa that has to edit this later. Lisa's not going to be hungover. It's no, only no. two in the morning. I mean, four in the afternoon. <laughs> Where are you right now? <laughs> We're at four o'clock. Okay, I'm going to ask yeah, Amy America, to just America. be quiet until I finish this podcast now. Well, thank you everybody for listening. It's been 50 episodes and we are so happy to have you all join us. It has been... I like I keep getting confused about how many episodes it's been because I don't understand how we've managed to go on this far. And what's really exciting is that in two weeks it's gonna be fifty-two episodes, which is a, a year of year. we're doing fine. So please um 
if you're not going to listen to this one or the next one, listen to that one because it's going to be a really amazing episode. Um, <laughs> as always, check out our Twitter uh, at WDFCast or our Instagram, Instagram at WeAreDoingFine. You can email us at WeAreDoingFine at gmail.com. And please tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is our best way of finding new listeners. We also have a Facebook group that you can join. It's We Are Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. You can add yourself into it. It's a private group. But we accept anyone, it's just private so that it doesn't spam your friends' groups, your friends' timelines with shite. Yes, and you can join us for our book club this week. This month we are reading Red, White and Royal Blue. I have not yet read it, but I'm very excited to read it. And until next week. Until next week. Keep keep doing doing fine. fine. Woo! Woo! You can make noise now. Oh my god, that was so much.